You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance for praying and now we're going to take you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, where I serve as the senior pastor. It is the first Sunday in July, July the 2nd, 2023. We're starting a new series today entitled Asking for a Friend. It's a relationship on Christian marriage and singledom. Uh, we're going to be looking at a message today entitled Is True Love Easy? In Christian relationships. Living at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. And now, after the announcements in the service, we're going to get into the Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have a few announcements before we get into the Word today. Uh, first of all, uh, for the holidays, we will not have a Zoom Bible study this week. And we want to wish you a happy 4th of July. Amen. Amen, Amen and praise the Lord. A few other announcements. Uh, we have been invited to come and share uh, doing the Old Folk Family Reunion at Mount Zion Baptist Church there in Winniewood, Oklahoma on July the 9th, uh, 2023 at the 3 p.m. service. We're excited about being back in the big woods. Amen. Right. Amen and praise the Lord. Continue to pray about that. Also, we're excited about uh, what's going to happen during our Congress. I do serve as president of Chickasaw District Congress of Christian Education. And on July the 16th at 6 p.m., we're going to have our young adults, our youth and young adult extravaganza. And it's always a great time as we celebrate right before the Congress. That's July the 16th. And then during that week, our annual session is the 95th. Congress of Christian Education on July uh, the 20th through the 22nd. I sent out information, or gave you information about that last Sunday. It's going to convene there at the Mount Zion Baptist Church and the youth will be over there um, at Macedonia. And uh, we're gonna have a class at the Corinth Baptist Church there in uh, Armour, Oklahoma, and I want you to participate as the Holy Spirit leads you. Amen? Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. And lastly but not least, uh, 
We're going to be celebrating our moderator. This is his last year of service, and we're going to have a vote coming at the end of the year here. And But we're going to celebrate him on August the 5th, uh, 2023, at 6 p.m. in a banquet. And we want to encourage uh, all of the Bethanites who are led by the Spirit to be involved as we celebrate uh, this great man of God's service to us in our district. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. We're excited. Uh, Dr. John A. Reed will be the speaker. And we are so excited about that. That is going to happen. Amen. 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 And praise the Lord. Today, we're starting a new series. And this new series is entitled Asking for a Friend. Asking for a Friend, I was uh, mulling over uh, what we we're going to do this month. And the Lord was leading me to do a series on marriage, a series on marriage. And I was watching a show and somebody said about love on that show that that love is easy. Love is easy. And. And the name of that show was Asking for a Friend. So um, I was led to do a series entitled Asking for a Friend. And the first question we're going to deal with is, is love easy for the Christian? Amen. If love is easy for the Christians. I sent this information out in the text. And I want you, I do this beforehand because uh, Christians uh, uh, should be educated or should study. Okay, and I send these scriptures out uh, before time so you can go and you can study this for yourself and we can come together uh, like in Sunday school and we can really get deeper in the things of God. So I, I gave you the whole series we're going to be talking about asking for a friend today is true love easy for the Christian. Uh, we're going to talk about asking for a friend. Uh, uh, do Christians have to get married to experience true love? Asking for a friend. Is physical attraction true love for the Christian? Asking for a friend. Uh, should Christian men get married? Asking for a friend. Should Christians of the same sex get married? Asking for a friend. Uh, should Christians get divorced? Um, and we're going to be dealing with uh, so many different issues. Asking for a friend, uh, should Christians be faithful to their marriage? Asking for a friend, can or should Christians, singles, divorcees, and widowers uh, have sex outside of marriage? Asking for a friend, should Christians be forgiving in their love relationships? Now, many of those questions seem elementary. Ah, and I would say that they weren't elementary except that folk ain't doing. <laughs> right. Hello, right. somebody. Right. Right. Folk ain't doing none of that no more. <laughs> Bad uh, English, but good. Uh, what's going on in our culture? Um, folk don't even know who they are anymore. Mm. Let me say that again. All right. Folk don't even know who they are anymore. Yes, they mama named them Michael. Mm. They decide to identify different. Right, yeah. And, 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 and identify themselves as Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you better get my pronouns right. Uh, I used to know what the pronouns mean, but I forgot. <laughs> I just said my pronoun is it. <laughs> But we're going to talk about uh, these things, and, and this, uh, this series is a series uh, that's going to be answer a question about true love and Christian relationships. Right. But this morning, we're going to be looking at or answering the question, um, is true love easy for Christians? Let's stand and read the Word of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 5. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on 3. 1, 2, 3. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. 
It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord today. Again, we're going to ask the question, is true love easy for Christians? And we're going to talk on around three points today. Uh, first one, which is really a kind of a question, is it easy to be patient? Point number one. Point number two, is it easy to not be proud? Is it easy to not be what? Peviousness? Peviousness. Peviousness. Don't get peed off. <laughs> so we're going to ask those three questions, amen? And we want Christians to know today that love in a Christian relationship is not easy because it is a love that gives and takes maturity. Let me say that again. Love in a Christian relationship is not easy because it is a love that gives and takes maturity. We gotta look at this brief video and then we'll get to the word. You, 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 you're actually gonna resent me for the analogy that you're about to experience. Welcome back to A Wretched, the kind of love that keeps a marriage going year after year, decade after decade, is a lot like this toilet paper roll. Don't hurt me. You see, I love this toilet paper roll. I really, really do. I'm so grateful for it. Mm, I have warm feelings about this toilet paper roll. But here's the deal, as the years go by, and as time passes, and I keep loving this toilet paper, mm, 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 my day is incomplete without this toilet paper. I sure am grateful. Wow, how long is this roll? They don't seem to last this long in everyday life, do they? Well, uh, what, wait, uh-oh. No, I, I don't love this toilet paper roll anymore. Uh, why? because I valued it based on its value and its performance for me. And the problem in life, as it is with toilet paper rolls, is people run out. They stop giving. They stop performing. And if you do not see the person with whom you said I do for their intrinsic value rather than what they can do for you, if you don't love them because you simply love them, I'm telling you, you're going to be as disappointed as you are when this happens. You and I can have Eros love, romantic love. It's good. Keep it. Keep those fires burning. Think back on the past, all those romantic times. Let it stir you, and that is all well and good. But that, that, that's, that's just a, this much. Consider how much that is of your week. It, the rest of the week, the ins and the outs, the getting up together, the dealing with the bathroom and the bumping into each other together, getting out the door, making sure everything is running. Did you pay the bill? I thought you did. did you didn't pick up John. Come on, what? If those are the things, that's that's most of life. And if you don't have a bigger kind of love, you're just going to be blowing your stack all the time. Ooh. Hey, man. Praise the Lord. I got a call, uh, probably about two or three weeks ago. There was a man who was not from Corinth. And this is Corinth on the map. This cross from Asia Minor or modern day Turkey. This is where we get this information for the letter that we are studying today. And you know, Corinth, Corinth kind of reminds me of our day and time. It was a, a place of sexual immorality. All right. A place where 
in the history of the city where you could go and worship the goddess of love and the way you would go and worship the goddess of love is that they literally had temple prostitutes right. where it was for them a form of worship. And I always liked the metal. They didn't have any problems with men going to church back then. Amen. Amen. Right. Somebody get that on the way home. <laughs> well, there was so much going on, so much immorality, kind of like our day and time. And if you ever get frustrated with being in our day and time and having experienced so much sexual temptation where, oh, Corinth and the Corinthian church was right smack dab in the middle of a sexual revolution. Hello, somebody. When we talk about that, that's free love. Free love. And, and we live in that time today because, uh, oh, people are giving out free love. Folk don't even get married anymore. My Lord. All right. In your church, like many of the churches that I've attended back, oh, in the day, that mega church that folk like to worship. The whole lot of folk up in there, not holy, not living righteous, living together, shacking. The old folk used to say, they're shacking. Hello, somebody. It's free love. Free love. Because folk don't get married anymore. 70% of our households don't even have a man in it. Marriage is almost uh, oh, absolute uh, or, or, or extinct in the African American community. So why do a series about love and marriage when ain't nobody really interested in love and marriage? Not even folks in the church. Hello somebody. Hey, this same way in Corinth. I mean, it was it was some crazy stuff going on with Corinth. Even that was a, a man who was sleeping with his daddy's girl. Hello, somebody. H hello, somebody. Right. Just horrible, horribleness in the midst of all of the horribleness of this sexual revolution, this free love in Corinth. Paul had to tell them and to teach them of what true love is. Use that Greek word that you've heard many times as I preached it. He used that Greek word, agape. Agape is void of emotions. It is a decision of the will. It is what God tells a man to do to his wife is to love her void of emotion. In other words, his toilet paper should never run out. Hello, somebody. Because love, the reason why love is not easy is because there's going to come a time where if you are in lust, oh, that it's going to run out. Hello, somebody. A man called me. He was not of Corinth. And he wanted to leave his wife two weeks ago. A uh, man called me yesterday who was not a threat, not uh, because they're not applying the word of God. And, and, and he wanted to leave his wife. And I said, where in the Bible do they do that? Hello, somebody. That, that there's nowhere in the Bible where God gives the man a, 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 a command to divorce his wife, nowhere. It's an option in there. Hello, somebody. Right, right. But never command that option comes uh, oh, as a result of sexual immorality. Hello, somebody. Or fornication. But if you ask Jesus, he said, oh, it was Moses that oh, gave the option. It was never meant for a man, oh, to get divorced. He's supposed right. to be committed to his family. A decision of the will of the stock. God love that we're going to share today. And as a result, oh, he should be committed. Right. Hello, somebody. Yeah. He should be committed. Now, 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 you call me up. No. 
Louder voice! You call me up as a man talking about, oh, I don't feel like she's putting her weight. And I'll ask you, what do you have to do with your feelings? Right. Yeah. Amen. Hello, somebody. The Bible ain't tell you to feel good about your wife. Right. Let me say it again. The Bible did not command you to feel good about your wife. See, the problem was she was doing some stuff. Oh, like a man with a toilet paper. And as long as she was doing what she was doing, oh, you felt love. Hello, somebody. But when that toilet paper ran out, oh, then you got a problem. She's not carrying her weight. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No. As a man, God says to love, be committed, void of the mo of emotions, be committed. Right, right. And a man that does not have that kind of love is not going to be really any good anywhere. Hello, somebody. All right. Tell men all the time, get out your emotions. Right. When it's time to go to work, get out your emotions. Well, they ain't treat me right up there. Are they giving you a check? Get out your emotions. Hello, somebody. I tell you, you can get another place. And before you get that place, pray to God. Because the devil may be just trying to make you all lose your blessing. And that many Christian men are losing their blessings. Oh, because they thought Sister Sue over there, that easy love. Hello, somebody. You know, easy love is not love at all. It's lust. All right. Hello, somebody. It's lust. And as long as, as Sister Sue, and I apologize if you in here, your name is Sue. <laughs> but, but as long as Sister Sue is willing to do what you, what you want her to do to make you happy. Hello, somebody. You willing to leave your house and home, family and friends and everybody. Hello, somebody. Running out to Sister Sue because of your emotions. True love is not lust. Hello, somebody. Right, right. Let me say it again. True love is not lust. Right. Because there's going to come a time in your marriage that you're going to need something other than physical attraction. Right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. Because that's the number one thing that Christian singles say they won't. And hope. He got to be physically attractive. <laughs> yeah. Hell, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, go for men too. Right. Uh, don't don't right. get it twisted. Right. Uh oh, she got to look good. She got to be a brick. Don't turn her high. Don't turn her high. Uh, my head. She's been rolling. Oh, wait a minute. Come back. Come on back, Reverend. <laughs> <laughs> Come on back, Reverend. Hell, somebody. When you're in a real relationship that extends, extends the, a period of time, the first thing that's probably going to go is what? The way you used to look. Amen. Right. You don't believe me? Yeah, keep living. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. I can remember. I don't mean to meddle. I don't mean to meddle. Uh, had a, a high school reunion. How about, I ain't recognize nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you say, Reverend, why, why, why you didn't rec to recognize nobody? Black don't crack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it may not crack, but it may do some other stuff. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Make you not recognize folks. <laughs> what happened? After the physical attraction is gone, what happens after the sickness? Hello, somebody. What, what, what happens when the lust is gone? See, you the blues song singer, you be singing, the thrill is gone, baby. The thrill is gone. Who's that, BB King? I don't know. 
That's, that, that's your problem. If you saying the lust is gone. Hey, ain't that how you started out? What, what happened? It, it, isn't, isn't, isn't love supposed to be? No, love ain't easy at all. Hello, somebody. And you ain't ready for marriage until you understand that. Hello, somebody. We ask true love is easy. Let's ask let's answer these questions and then we can go home. Number one, is it easy to be patient? Love is patient. Agape is patient. Is it easy to be patient? It's not easy to be patient. Come on. Are we all Christian folk up in here? Is it easy? It's not easy to be patient. I can remember one time I prayed. Last time I prayed for patience. I prayed, Lord, make me patient. And then all of a sudden I was in all kind of Traffic, tell us somebody. <laughs> Every time I came to the fast food, there were lines. Every time I went in to buy grocery, there were lines. And needless to say, I didn't pray for that no more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to be patient? <laughs> and boy, in marriage. I almost don't understand anything that's more valuable than patience in marriage. Yeah. And you don't have to be dealing with all those, oh, those big problems. Sometimes you, 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 you're dealing with all that little stuff that your mate does to get on your nerves. My Lord. Right. I, I know y'all don't have any nerves in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so many, so many, so many different things that that he or she may do. Tell somebody, may leave unclean place uh, in the sink. Tell <laughs> <Hell> somebody, <laughs> I. See, the trash is overflowing. They got no kind of initiative to take it out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just overflowing. <laughs> Hello, somebody. No, no kind of initiative. They need the, 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 the string door open. Y'all have those? <laughs> we used to have those back in the day. <laughs> Where's the screen door? <laughs> it's 100 degrees outside. May leave the lights on. Anybody here paying that big electric bill? Has it all the lights? Turn all the lights out. I used to be mad at my stepdaddy for complaining about turn all the lights out. I got out of my own world and started adulting. Hell, somebody. <laughs> Turn on lights out with another yell. Just little stuff. That's the little stuff. Don't, don't, don't get into the big stuff that you got to be patient with. Right, right. Hell, somebody. Patient with your mate when they're going through. A sickness. All right. Hello, somebody. Mm. A lot of marriages in in mm. the sickness. Mm. There have been people who have left their mate on the deathbed because of the sickness. Not patient. Mm. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Love must be patient. This must be a part of marriage. And, and, and that lust thing, you ain't got to deal with patience. Hello, somebody. A lot of reasons men like to have women on the side is they don't have to deal with them. Hello, somebody. Get with them and leave. Hello, somebody. Go back to their wife. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Love is 
not easy. We must be patient with one another. Hello, somebody. And this is a good way to look at it. Proverbs 17. Whoever what? The most what? Love. But what? That's some stuff you don't even need to be mentioning. I remember when I was first married, I wanted to tell my wife everything that, that got on my nerve about her. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You know, I mentioned it before. Closing the cabinets. You know, she so busy cooking and doing all that good stuff. I should be happy to come along and close the cabinet. Hello, somebody. You ain't cooking one thing. Hello, somebody. It's the 4th of July, you ain't even getting on the grill. Hello, somebody. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Be grateful for what you have. Hello, somebody. Don't bring it up. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Right, right. This, this is your mate. What you should do? Love, cover. All the stuff that gets on your nerve, your na last nerve. <laughs> I'm like, what you got nerves for anyway? Is that in the Bible? <laughs> the Bible says you you got nerves. Hello, somebody. When you love somebody, you won't complain. True love. You're not going to complain, and that's what men like to do. They complain. Number one complaint, well, we ain't having enough in the, in the marriage bed. Preacher, uh -oh, you, you, I got married because the Bible says it's better to be married than to burn, but I'm married and burning. <laughs> you don't ever like my answer. Well, I'm so glad that, oh, you're at a time now where you can go back to live holy like you used to live when you were single and God taught you how to live holy and now you've got to go back and live holy because the Bible doesn't say that's a reason for a divorce. So just go back to living holy like you used to. Almost always they say, It wasn't burning when we were single. <laughs> I said, oh, so, 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 so when y'all was, when y'all was single, it was hot in here. But now that you're married, it's done cooled down. Right. I said, welcome to the principle of you're going to reap what you sow. And now you've got to be patient. Hello, somebody. All right. All right. And whatever it is that he or she is doing or not doing, you gotta cover it. You gotta be patient. You gotta not complain. You gotta live holy and live righteous and go forward in Jesus' name. All right. Hello, somebody. There's been plenty of men who left and recognized they messed up a good thing. All right. Because they weren't patient. Say the grass is greener on the other side. But they don't tell you is that the grass is greener on the other side. Somebody said because the water bill is higher. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Pay your water bill at home. Hello, somebody. And use patience to cover oh, all of this arguing and nagging and fussing that y'all doing. It's because y'all ain't loving. Well. Hello, somebody. Y'all like I can tell y'all ain't loving. The problem is, we got a generation of people who want to be right as opposed to be married. Yeah. Ooh, let me say that again. I meant to meddle this morning. It's really not me. I heard a comedian say this. He said. 
He ain't never heard his wife say, I'm sorry. He was laughing about this. Oh, no, oh, no. She ain't going to ever be sorry. Oh, no, oh, no. She ain't going to never be wrong. Ooh, really? See, if you, if you came into me and I'm, mad, and I'm doing marriage counseling, and I notice that you putting everything on him, I'm going to think you're the one who had a problem. Mm -hmm. My Lord. Because you can't be wrong. You want to be married or you want to be right? Hello, somebody. All right. Hello, somebody. Patience is a virtue. And in marriage, if one person wrong, everybody's wrong. Got to be patient with one another. Stop trying to win arguments. Stop trying to win the fight. H Hello, somebody. Admit when you're wrong. H Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Since he's trying to get mad at me because. That's how we say, I'm not a sorry man. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't married a sorry man. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got to be patient. Ain't nobody perfect. You got to be patient. And if they have done the uns unspeakable offense and you decide to forgive them for that, then you've got to forgive them for that. Amen. Because many women are still in marriages and their husband cheated on them and they decided to stay and they never got over that offense. And that's why they believe they're always right because they're thinking about what happened 20 years ago. And honey, he was wrong 20 years ago, but right now in 2023, you're wrong. Because the Bible says if you don't forgive, hello somebody, the Lord's not going to forgive you. You done messed up your prayer life thinking you're right because he was wrong 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Love must be patient. Love must cover offenses, whether major or minor. And the devil can get you as much with champagne problems as he did with real problems. Mm. All right. You know what a champagne problem is? It's really not that big of a deal. That, but the devil will take, as you've heard me say many times, you give the devil an inch, he ain't going to take a mile. He's going to take your life. Hello, somebody. So we have to be patient. Oh, we have to be a people patient with one another. So is true love easy? No, oh, it ain't easy. We got this romantic notion that, uh, of what love is. That's really most of that is just lust. Oh, is it easy not to be proud in marriage? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. And it is not proud. That's one of the main reasons marriages don't work. It's because of pride. Because of pride. Because of arrogance. you think you're perfect. And that's some people that were raised that way. They were never held accountable for their behavior. They never got disciplined as children and they're in marriage and, 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 and they're so prideful and arrogant and they can't, they don't think that they can be wrong. 
know, when the disciples realized that somebody was going to betray Jesus, what if they asked the question? They asked the question, is it I? And the only one that wasn't asking the question was the one who was really doing it. Do you have some is it I in your relationship? Perhaps you're wrong. Think about it. He or she may not be perfect, but perhaps you're wrong. A prideful person don't think they can be wrong. A prideful person thinks they should be worshipped. Ain't that what the devil did in heaven? He got prideful. Yeah, that's right. Hello, somebody. He got prideful and believed that he should be worshipped. And what did that do? They got him kicked out of heaven. Pride. The Bible doesn't like pride and arrogance. And, and, and pride and arrogance is not a place. Oh, in true Christian love, true Christian marriage, we all must be humble to make it work. And you have to be willing to do anything that it takes to make it work. Mm. Ooh, let's say it again. Mm. Let's be willing to do anything that it takes, right. even if you have to suffer. That's going to be some kind of suffering for you to remain married. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let me say that again. It's going to have to be some kind of, in Christian marriage, some kind of suffering for you to remain married. Hello, somebody. Let's get this word picture. It blows my mind. I don't think we really believe that same love, agape love, is what put Jesus on the cross. That same agape love is what made Jesus to operate outside of his emotions. When he said, Lord, if it be a will, pass that cover. Nevertheless, that kind of love. Nevertheless, void of emotions. Not my will, but thy will be done. And I'm willing to do anything that it takes to get your will to be done. For Jesus, it took the crucifixion. It took the suffering. It took the sorrow. It took, oh, the whooping. Hell, somebody. Preach, I'm getting whooped in my marriage. Good. Not even saying that you right. should be taking physical and vital right. and all that. No, that's a whole nother thing. Right, right. But I, I am saying that marriage is for grown folk, mm. mature folk who can do right even when they feel wrong. Mm. My Lord. Hell of somebody. Mm. Have you ever had an argument with your mate and then you have to? You gotta go somewhere, had a, and then you got to, what you gonna do? You get mad and stay home? Everybody asks where you at, and you don't get in that car! <laughs> and go where you're supposed to go! And interestingly enough, you'll get around the people you're around, you'll be grinning all over. Oh, it's everything good, wonderful, you know! Just had a knockdown drag outside. Hello, somebody. That's why I like to say, if you can fake it for everybody else, fake it for your mate. Yeah. <laughs> somebody get that on the way home. If you can fake it for everybody else, they ain't got to know how you feel. Fake it. That's what you do. Come to church, be, be boxing out there on the parking lot. Come on, walk to me. Hey, Pastor! <laughs> How you doing today? <laughs> look at your husband. They <laughs> <laughs> barely look up. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Man, it's not for prideful people. Got to be humble. You got to be humble. And it's not easy. Love, true love is not easy. We got to let folks know. We got to mentor people who are married and let them know that married people don't live perfectly. They just have to forgive perfectly. Hello, son. All right. Amen. 
Man, people don't live perfect. You just got to forgive perfectly. You got to cover. You got to be patient. You got to not be prideful and thinking it's only you in this marriage. Pride goes before destruction. And haughty spirit before fall. Take that pride out your marriage. True love is not easy. Lust is easy at the beginning. We talk about peevousness. That makes you get peeved, you get angry. You want to know that you're not doing anything godly and right in your marriages? Are you angry all the time? Are you angry? Now, the Bible says be angry and sin not. But the problem with most Christian marriages, they're angry and they are sinning. Don't you know anger is like alcohol? Mm. Yeah. I, I've had to grow up with alcohol in, in these few years I've been, been living and finally giving my stepdad some kind of credit. And I, and I said that my stepdad was a good fella. He was a good fella. The problem was is that he drank. And he drank all the time. And when he was drunk, he got mean. He was mean when he was drunk and going up. That's all I remember. remember? Uh, it's him just being angry and roaring like a lion throughout our household. But don't you know anger is like alcohol as well? Because when you get angry, you'll say stuff that you would never say normally. All right. Well, yes, sir. Very good. Let, me, let me say it again. When you're angry, you'll say stuff you wouldn't normally say. You lose all your inhibitions. And some folks get so angry, they'll lose their mind and not remember what happened after they had an angry outburst. Are you that way in your marriage? You, 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 you shouldn't be. It says love is not easily angered. And if you're easily angered, that means something is wrong. It probably means you're holding a grudge. That you're mad because of something he or she didn't do. And once again, love is patient. It should cover. The only way you're going to last is to be forgiving. We're going to have a whole uh, message on forgiveness. The only way it's going to last is to be forgiving. Because if not, then anger can stir up. And many of the little stuff that couples fight about is really about something other than the little stuff. It's about what you're holding against them in your heart. And that's why you can't be patient with him because you're, you're holding some stuff. And, 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 and I had a call from another guy. He said, um, we, this has been the easiest time, the best time in our marriage, and now she wants to leave. What happened? I mean, understanding, he can't, he couldn't understand why this is happening. I, I can tell him why. If she was holding something against him, and it could have been from 20 years ago. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and because she never forgave, she never, oh, had forgiven him, she could never be wrong from that point on. She could never be wrong from that point on because right. she was wrong. Mm, right. And as a result, what seems like there should be no problems is blown up. Mm. True love is not easily anger. Mm. If you're arguing, fussing, and fighting all the time, 
You're not in a true Christian love relationship. Yeah, all right. Ooh, wee. Oh, wee. So, single if you will ever get married, throw away this idea that love is easy. I almost choked when I heard that. Love is easy. I said, I can see why you single, because you think love is easy. <laughs> now, love ain't easy. Marriage ain't easy. Hello, somebody. You have to get rid of those secular thinking. At the Congress, met a lady who said she had to talk her daughter out of, I don't have anything against tall men. This is what she said. She said, I had to talk my daughter out of the ideal of just being with a tall man. And, and there was a good man that was right before her eyes, but he just wasn't tall. And, and single folk do that. They want, they want to be tall, tall in height. They want to be tall in bank account. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I watch it, watch it, preacher. Because <laughs> hey, until you, you take this, this and send this in and help, richer or poor, all they hear is richer. Want to be richer? <laughs> Want to be taller, richer, <laughs> darker, lighter. All these really insignificant things. She said she had to talk her daughter into choosing a good man as opposed to just a tall man. Okay. I don't have anything against tall men, okay? But that's what she said. But they seem to only be attracted to the one percenters. The one percenters. Don't you know uh, it's one percent of the population that has a bank account of six figures? One percent? Okay. Don't you know it's not as many tall men as the average sized men? And one guy ran it down and said that, 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 that for if you, it's impossible for you to get what these. Stuff like that say that you want to have. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So we got to get rid of these thoughts. These ungodly, secular thoughts about what marriage should be, about what should enter us into marriage. And nine times out of ten, even Christian women ain't saying that he got to be Christian. Hello, somebody. They ain't saying he got to be Christian. Because of what that halo effect is what they call it. When you're physically attracted to somebody, it's a halo effect. You think that they're more godly, whole, more righteous, and all of that. Because you're physically attracted to them. It's a halo effect. I talked about that in my book, How to Choose a Word that Made Fine True Love. Um... And thereby, because they're not thinking that way, they, they think that they have, they'll say, he's not Christian, but he's a good man. Oh, really? What does the Bible say? I'd say there's none righteous. No, not one. H Hello, somebody. You think because he's... Uh, Looks good to you? That he's or she's going to be good for you? It's a lie from the pit of hell. So today, this month, we're going to talk about true Christian marriage. Is love easy? Love is not easy. 
But I can guarantee you if you do it God's way that it is worth it. Amen. The greatest blessing that I've experienced in this world is marriage. All right. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hello, somebody. They statistically say it's better for a man to get married than a woman anyway. <laughs> I say men live longer, have better health, have all that, because you got somebody there watching out for you. All right. Hello, somebody. Paul says, now, if you don't want to get married, that's, that's, that's okay. Be like me. If you don't want to be married, be like me. If you're not burning, then what you need to do is to live holy unto the Lord as a single person, single-mindedly devoted to the Lord. And if that's where God has you, praise you, Jesus. But... There's some burning in you. There's some burning in you. You can't live holy sexually. And the Bible says you need to get married. Right. And also the Bible says you need to exercise your right in marriage as well. Right. Hello, somebody. This is true marriage. And it's a duty, a lot of that. It's duty. Are oh, you dutiful? That's why they say, don't marry a man with a, a, a bad work history. Why? Because he don't show any commitment. I said a bad work history. He might be unemployed right now going to, but if you look in his background, he has been committed if he's a good man, he's been committed to working all of his life. He might be retired now, and, and, and the only way you can really retire is you gotta have a good work history. <laughs> so when they talk about those kind of men, we're talking about those kind of men that so they've never been dutiful, never been committed. Because they don't make good mates and women the same way. But love is not easy. All eyes closed, heads are bowed, saints are praying. Oh, I'm way over time. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ went to the cross. Jesus Christ went to the cross because it was not easy. He was duty bound. God so loved the world, agape loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you are here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God says today, I paid it all. And it was not easy. It's not easy believism. I don't want you to come down and make a shallow decision and leave this place and to live for yourself. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ this morning, oh, I want you to know you're giving your whole life, all of you. If you're here today, you don't ever remember a time that you accepted God's love. He's been patient with you up to this point. Jesus wasn't too proud to die for you. And even at this point, God is not angry with you. Because right now you can change your life. Give your life to Jesus Christ. He said it again. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Step out of your seat right now. Say, hey, I want to come. I want to experience this kind of love. The kind of love that suffered and died for me. The kind of love that, oh, was raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Is there one today? All you have to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today. I've heard about love today. And I want to experience your love for me. I accept Jesus Christ 
as my Lord and Savior. I accept Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for my sins. I believe that he died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Is there one today willing to pray that prayer? If you're willing, come down. Or maybe you pray that prayer in the private recesses of your hearts and minds. Once you do, you don't have to come down. You can come to me in private for your first public profession of faith will be your baptism. Amen. And praise the Lord. We enter into our moment of the Lord's Supper. I want everyone to please stand. Take apart the emblems. Tear apart the cup for the symbolic of the wine. We do this in remembrance of Jesus that this world is not our home. It's a good time to remember, even as we've heard of yet another shooting, even as we've heard of all of the heat, even as we've heard of wars and rumors of wars, we're reminded today that this world is not our home and that we're just passing through. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, holding up the bread, which is symbolic of his body. Take, eat. Holding up the wine, symbolic of his blood. Take, drink. Shall we pray? Father, we do thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that this world is not our home. Right. This world where there's sickness in my body. This world where I suffer from the heat. This world that I'm concerned about that's falling apart. This world where it seems like America's in war against itself and across the waters the nations rising up against nation and warring against each other. Father, I'm so glad, Lord, that you remind me that this world is not my home. I'm going to go to a place where there's no more sickness, no more dying, no more crying, no more fears, no more tears. I'm going to go to a place where oh, that which is around my neck is under my feet as I walk the streets of gold up to the pearly gates. I'm so happy, Father, that I'm reminded that this world is not my home, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, as a result of this remembrance, oh, Lord, that you remember all of the suffering and pain that we're going through as a body of Jesus Christ at this place. All of the sickness, all of the suffering, all of the sadness, all of the madness, all of the depression. Father, we pray, Lord, that it be lifted today, Father, in Jesus' name. For we still believe that you've got the power to heal, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, there's somebody today that needs your healing. There's somebody today that needs your perseverance. There's somebody today that's weak. And your word says, oh, that when I am weak, then you are strong. Father, there's somebody who needs your strength today. And we're reminded, Father, of that power that's gone away to prepare a place for us and will come again. And we believe by faith that we're going to see you in the land of the living. And look forward through faith for that great getting up morning when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first and those of us who remain alive will be caught up in an instant in the twinkling of an eye. Father, oh, encourage your people today, Father. In Jesus' name.
Father God, put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, Amen. Hey Amen. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Happy 4th of July in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftlwith.michaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there, you can support our ministry. If God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give, visit that website, awftlwithpastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the Word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.